On LOL Radio on 98.3 OCRFM and 88.7 across the coast, this is uh, LOL Radio and we are very lucky to be joined on the show today in pre- preparation for his brand new album. Uh, it is Damien Cowell from Damien Cowell's Disco Machine. How's it going, Damien? Very well, thank you, Tyson. Thank you for having me on your program. Excellent. And now, we're all big fans, obviously, so people would people would probably know you. Just a bit of a backstory. Uh, you're in TISM, you've done DC3, you were also in Root and stuff like that. So uh, the, how did Damien Cowell's Disco Machine kind of come about? Um, I was actually sitting on the train uh, every morning um, with the daily commute, um, you know, feeling suicidal, and um, I uh, happened to have on my iPod a, a collection of... Um, 70s disco tracks which I um, I just hit upon by accident and made me feel strangely happy and yeah. um, I think it sort of um, you know triggers a chemical in the brain you know I'm talking really dag shit out stuff here you know yeah. like Daddy Cool by Boney M and uh, you know that kind of stuff yeah. and um, <clears throat> it just sort of went from there really I think I have a natural desire to um, to um, play kind of daggy I call it disco but it's not really it's not exactly 70s disco I just call it any kind of dance music that isn't sort of snooty and um, and uh, you know makes you sort of feel um, like moving your buttocks in a involuntary <laughs> manner you know so it just sort of stemmed from there and that's where I'm really most happy when you know when we're kind of um, shifting a little boogie of uh, uh, and seeing the um, the audience do the same, you know, it's kind of yeah, yeah it's it's like a it's like a nice comfortable armchair for me. Yeah. Now, uh, Jonathan and I did come and uh, we got to see your album launch at the Corner Hotel, uh, and we also got to go to the Christmas show, which was again at the Corner oh, yeah. Hotel. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting because uh, it was a you know we turned up and. It was there was a lot of an air of mystery about the whole thing, and like none, of, no one in the crowd obviously knew the songs because they were hearing them for the first time. But it was that thing of there was they were just instantly you know catchy, and you know they just made people want to dance. So yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, Tyson, I you know I've been to enough gigs in my very very long life uh, where the um, you know the performer is kind of um, has the attitude of uh, you know I'm setting out to educate you. And uh, absolutely uh, none of that bullshit for me, Tyson. Um, I I want people to, um, you know, they put in a a fair amount of effort getting there. They're standing up for hours on end, drinking overpriced drinks. There's a sort of smell of last night's vomit emanating from the carpet. You know, I think the least I can do is to um, make it as... um, easily accessible and enjoyable for them as possible. So I've even gone to greater length than last time you saw us at the Corner Hotel because now I've got movies going. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, American Pie is showing <laughs> while we're playing. I mean, actual sort of like karaoke movies about the songs. So even though we're playing new songs, you've actually got the lyrics up on the screen, so you kind of know what's going on from the very start. And... Um, I just sort of hope that people, you know, come along and feel like they've got their money's worth, you know, and um, it's, if I can achieve that, or well, you know, I'll, I'll, um, I'll die a reasonably satisfied man probably <laughs> sometime this year, you know, given the <laughs> way that rock stars are sort of dropping off. Yeah, there is a tendency for that to happen uh, recently, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've 
on the other album and this album, you've got so many different people doing um, cameos. Um, how did you actually kind of whittle down a list and decide who to put on each album? <laughs> Good question, Ollie. It's a, yeah, it's actually, uh, I think somebody mentioned to me just the, the other week, it, it, it's easier to figure out who's not on my new album than who's on it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah well, I, I suppose I, I kind of had a few boxes that I wanted to tick. Um, obviously, first of all, I had to be good, you know, like yeah. I wasn't going to get someone who I thought was shit. On there. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's obviously a lot of good people out there, so it doesn't necessarily narrow it down a great deal. So I, some people were easier than others, a more obvious choice than others, because I knew them through somebody else, you know, so yep. to get yep. in touch with them. So, I mean, that's a very prosaic sort of answer, but there is an element of that, you know, like... I had limited time and limited resources. I didn't. I didn't necessarily want to go through. I mean, it's you know, it's not like I'm Calvin Harris or something. Yeah. You know, so I can't get my um, incredibly uh, powerful management group to contact their incredibly powerful management group. So there was a there was a sort of a bit of behind the scenes stuff going on, which did help me to pick certain people. And but also, I tried to get people. Not in every case, but uh, but. You know, in quite a lot of them, I tried to pick people who might be unusual, who you might not expect to see on a rock album. You know, yeah. yeah. So there's there's actually a high proportion of comedians, and um, some of them are doing things that aren't really in their normal repertoire. You know, you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear Sean McAuliffe singing, yeah. um, of which he is. You know, and and very superbly, I might add. And you know, Ed Cavalli, who's um, uh, you know, who's who's obviously a, fa- a fabulous comedian, but he's also doing a kind of a singy part, you know, and you wouldn't expect to hear, um, you know, Celia Pacuola on a rock album. Um, you know, so there's there's a bit of that, that sort of, um, or, or, you know, Judith Lucy even, you know. Yeah. So um, it's kind of me trying to not just get the obvious people. Having said that, of course, there are still people on there who are genuine rock stars yeah. who just out of sheer um, kind of fandom on my part, I just went, well, you know, wouldn't it be great? Uh, I mean, you know, somebody like Liz Stringer is um, a, such a fabulous singer that she makes me sound 100% better. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's why she's on there. And so it's a mixture of things, I guess. But, yeah, it's, um, it's such a huge list that... Um, I had to do sort of several negotiations with the manufacturers of the CD to try and get the sticker down to um, a size that could actually fit on the front of the CD because there's <laughs> so many names on it, you know. Yeah, that, that was that is something that um, we were, we were talking, Holly and I, were, and Jonathan as well, we're all talking about, um, is how the songs, like you've got a really good mix of comedians and musicians, but the songs... Um, the songs behind the, the music, right, they're really good songs, and it's that thing of... Uh, sometimes you hear kind of, you know, comedy music where the, the song is almost second, you know, they've written really funny lyrics, but the music behind it's, you know, pretty just throwaway. But your your yeah. stuff, and, and with all your previous projects and stuff as well, there's always really, really catchy, good music behind it. Is that, does it happen, do you write the music first and go, okay, I've got to write lyrics for it, or do you, you know, does it, how does that work? Well... First of all, Tyson, I just want to say the check's in the mail. Thank you for saying that. Because, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's always a really sore point with me and has always been over the years that 
Um, as soon as you uh, put the element of humour in, um, it's too revolutionary for a lot of people. I know it doesn't seem that, but to a lot of people, as soon as you put the word humour in terms of uh, rock music, it's yeah. immediately the immediate reaction is to not take it seriously, not take the music seriously. You know, yeah. and I guess there's lots of examples in history where which which bear that out. You know, where where it's a, sort of a funny album and. I mean, in Tism, we used to get support acts who were who never got the mix right. You know, yep. their music was just just poorly conceived, and um, they might have been funny. But you know, for me, the music is actually what I'm there for, and um, the humour is just how I happen to write. But I don't see myself as um, as a comedian. I don't see myself as um, trying to find a vehicle to get my jokes across it's yep. just that's kind of the way i think yep. you know so that's me writing a love song is me saying you know barry gibb came forth in a barry gibb lookalike contest you know? <laughs> yeah. it's it's um so i don't necessarily write the music first but i put so much time and effort into the music because of that very fact you know i want you to go away and think well even if the lyrics had been serious Yep. I'd still like the music, you know. Yeah, yeah. I understand, though, that um, for some people that's just too much for their brain to handle, and yeah. so they find it easier to go, okay, he's a comedy artist, the, the, the lyrics are funny, so that's where I'll pop, that's the, the pigeonhole I'll pop him in. But, you know, if you really want to get me and if you really want to come at me from the right angle, treat the music like you would treat the exactly the same as you would treat any rock album and if it stands or falls on that basis then that's when i know i've you know succeeded or not yeah well, well uh, yeah we definitely listen to uh all, all the stuff that you are in like like it's just normal music yeah, it, 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 but we also yeah. kind of crack a smile as we're listening to it because yeah. it's like you can just listen to it on your ipod just down the street yeah but then yeah. also it's like no one knows what I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm trying to achieve, Holly. And, um, you know, you know, I suppose what gives me the greatest pleasure is if you um, find yourself involunt involuntarily singing something that is extremely stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but, but it's the fact that you wanted to sing along, you know, that's, that's what... Um, that's what I'm after, you know, and uh, it's it's gone all the way back through all of my stuff. And, you know, sometimes I don't um, achieve it. You know, sometimes I look back and I think I tried but failed. But that's the aim anyway. So I'm really glad that um, that you're getting it like that. Yeah, no, cool. it's, it definitely comes across. Um, so uh, we've had on your previous album and uh, we've got, had some return guests for this one and as we were talking about previously we've got Tony Martin Liz Stringer Sean McAuliffe and Kate Miller-Heidke um, yep. and, and with all the kind of a lot of new guests like you said Judith Lucy uh, Pinky Beecroft who was actually your support act for the Christmas show and is also yeah. supporting you on this tour as well yeah that's right um, yeah um, I've had uh, done quite a few gigs with Pinky um, in you know recent times Um our paths have sort of kept crossing, and um, so um, I thought it was only fair that um, I actually, you know, um, got him on um, this one. I should have really got him on the last one, you know, yeah. but um, I kind of ran out of room. And um, so, um, so yeah, he's great. I mean, he um, 
he's he's on a track called I Smell M A N, um, which uh, is 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 probably the closest thing to um, a, a controversial statement because it's this sort of man hating song, um, yeah. which is delivered by two men. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird, but fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and yeah, that like you've also uh, one of the uh, the guests, the Bennies are on there. They uh, covered um, they <laughs> covered you on Triple J, and then uh, and then yeah. I saw a clip on YouTube of you uh, going and playing with them and doing it live. And I don't I don't reckon I've seen a band happier on stage to have someone <laughs> do a guest spot. They looked um, yeah, they looked pretty yeah. stoked. So. Uh, that was very yeah. That was very funny from start to finish. Um, yeah. The whole experience. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I saw that. Uh, I saw that cover version they did. Um, before I listened to it, I was slightly cringing because I thought, you know, yeah, uh, this could be really bad. Yeah. Um, so I was so genuinely surprised by how well they did it that um, I kind of put you know a little mental note. Oh, So they can hear that uh, on the new album, and also you've got shows at on the Saturday the 18th of February at the Barwon Club in Geelong, and uh, Saturday the 4th of March at the Corner Hotel uh, for the the release of the new album. And um, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that I was going to ask was you've obviously got a lot of 
stories and I we like I've read a lot of interviews and stuff and it's just really interesting to hear you talk. Is there any chance of ever getting a a, a book of memoirs uh released? <laughs> Um, yeah, look, that's a very interesting question, Tyson. I don't know. Um, I've got, um, uh, I've got a policy about ism where I don't really talk about it. And, yeah. um, um, there's, a, there's a few reasons for that, but one is because, um, I think, um, the whole history of tism was about, um, obfuscation. It was about yeah. uh, putting up a smoke screen with the media and refusing to actually talk about um, you know, such boring details as, you know, why did we write that song and yep. all that sort of stuff. So, you yeah. know, naturally nowadays I'm much more discursive and I just crap on and, you know, <laughs> I don't hide anything. But yeah. I do draw a line at that point. So I'm just not sure about, um, you know, um, am I going to break that little uh, promise to myself? Yeah. Who knows, you know, so... Um, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get back to you on that one. Well, that's uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, just the, the snippets we get here and there is pretty good, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Barwon Club on the 18th of March, uh, 18th of February, and the 4th of March at the Corner Hotel, the brand new album, uh, Get Your Dag On. Now, we're going to play a song from the album uh, called Come On Waleed. How did that come about? And also, that has a uh, very special cameo. It has a lot of cameos in the film clip. Uh, but yeah, one yeah. one in particular that was uh, had a bit of a build up on the on your Facebook page, and then when it was announced, I just I was like my mind was blown. I had no idea it could possibly be who it was, but it was Henry Rollins. So yeah. how did how did that come about? Um, it was a dare, basically. Um, he happened to be in Melbourne doing a tour, um, and I was um, having lunch with his stage manager. And yep. just sort of going through the list of people that I was currently pursuing, you know, like yep. um, like a dog chasing a car, and um, and she said to me, um, "What about Henry Rollins?" <laughs> and I went, um, "Oh, nah, you know, as if really. Yep. I mean, God, you know." But it kind of came out of that conversation that, well, you know, she she said she'd go and ask him, and um, incredibly, he um, he has. Um, one of my records in his collection. He's got a very uh, a fine collection of records, I gather. So yeah. it was this sort of ambush recording. So I've never met the man. Yep. Um, um, it was basically, you know, an iPhone was shoved in front of his face and he was extremely gracious and he loved the song and obviously he knows Waleed. He's been on the project. Yep. Um, so it wasn't like I was sort of getting him to do something he had no kind of knowledge about. But yep. even so... Um, yeah, it was an amazing little coup, and um, I guess one day I'll get to meet him, but it's a very strange thing. Um, yeah. Uh, um, but yes, uh, that's the kind of, um, I suppose you call that the lead track, and um, yep. it's really not a song about Waleed Ali, despite, you know, that may disappoint um, <laughs> some of the trolls that have been sending me hate messages yeah. since um, it was announced, but um, it's not really about Waleed Ali, it's kind of about everybody else letting yeah. me down you know and uh, it's Waleed is kind of like the guy standing in the line where everyone else takes a step backwards and uh, yeah. he's it you know yeah. so um, so yeah but anyway I mean really it's just a silly pop song and um, and you know you're just meant to kind of um, shake your body 
that's yeah. the whole point of that song. So, um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't get the listener. I wouldn't sort of want the listeners to read too much into it. Just, um, you know, just turn the vacuum cleaner on and um, and sort of do a bit of a whip around the lounge room and, yeah. you know, shake your ass. That's, that's the vibe. <laughs> that is, that's, that's excellent advice. Uh, well, thank you very much for having a chat with us today and uh, good good luck with the new album. We'll be there uh, enjoying it live and it'll be a, a lot of fun as have the previous gigs. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for uh, having a chat with us today, Damien. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks, Holly. And um, good luck with your show. Thank you.